0: heard the word loyal what does loyal mean it means you're committed to something you're dedicated to something for example this girl named Kim she was loyal to her music she would practice the keyboard all the time whenever she got the chance and there was a teacher that she had who would teach her how to play the keyboard and Kim would practice, and she would listen to her teacher, and she would do exactly what the teacher said, Kim loved music. She was very loyal to it. Now, there was another girl, and this girl was named Josie. She was not loyal because she was not dedicated to music. Instead of listening to her teacher, she would daydream, and she wouldn't really listen very good to her teacher she would not put into practice the things her teacher was telling her to do kim loved music and she was loyal to her teacher and to the music that she was putting into practice and she was practicing and being committed to it but josie was not loyal she was not committed which girl would be the better musician Which one could play the keyboard better? It was Kim, right? Because Kim would practice and listen to her teacher, and she was loyal to playing the keyboard and to doing that. Loyalty is important. Let's look at our memory verse today because it kind of talks about this. Our memory verse today is found in Matthew 22, verse 37, and it says... Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. Matthew 22:37. Matthew is in the New Testament part of the Bible. Matthew is the first book in the New Testament. And Matthew has many chapters and one of them is chapter 22. And that's where we find our memory verse from today. And after you find the chapter, then you can find the verse which is the small number beneath the chapter. So our verse again says Matthew twenty two thirty seven. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. Matthew twenty two thirty seven. So the first part thou shalt love the Lord thy God, means that God commands us in the Bible to love him. God wants you to love him. That's what he's saying. Thou is a word for you, remember, and shalt is another way of saying shall. So it's saying, you shall love the Lord your God. God says for you to love him. But love him how? This verse says, with all thy heart. Thy means your, with all your heart. God wants you to love him so much that you feel happy inside just thinking about God as your best friend. The next part of the verse says, and with all thy soul, that means you can choose to let God be a part of you. So the way that you treat others shows them that you love God by your actions. People can see that you love God and you obey God. The last part of the verse says, and with all thy mind, You can think about God and you can choose to obey Him in everything that you do. God wants you to love Him with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Heart, that reminds you, just thinking about God makes you feel happy on the inside. With all your soul, that means you can choose to let God be a part of you so other people can see that you love God. And with all your mind... You can think about God and choose to obey him in everything that you do. God wants you to love him in those three special ways: with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Matthew 22:37. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. Matthew 22:37. So if you have received Jesus as your Savior already, God wants you to be loyal to him and to love him completely and give him first place in your life. But if you have never received Jesus as your Savior, you can't truly love God until you receive him as your Savior. Today, you'll have an opportunity to make that decision and to receive Jesus, and you can become part of God's forever family which is the best family to be in. Matthew 22:37 Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. Matthew 22:37 Have you ever made a promise to someone very important? How did you feel when you did that? Maybe you made a promise to your parents or a promise to your teacher. Maybe you felt very nervous making that promise because you wanted to make sure you could do it. The Bible tells us about a time when the Israelites or the children of Israel made a promise to God. And what was that promise? And did they keep that promise? Well, we're going to look into the Bible and find out today what happened when they made that promise to God. So you remember Joshua, right? Joshua was the leader of the Israelites. Now Moses was the first leader of them, but then Joshua was the second leader. Joshua was old. He was about to die. And I already told you that when he had died, He gathered the people of Israel together and he reminded them about all the good things God had done for them. The Israelites were going to live in Canaan. That was the promised land. However, the people in Canaan that were already there did not believe in the one true God. The Canaanites worshipped idols or false gods instead. So Joshua knew this, so he told the Israelites they would have to choose who they would serve. Would they serve idols, like the ones that are worshipped by the Canaanites? Or would the Israelites serve the one true God? Joshua knew the people had to make a decision. He wanted the people to serve the Lord with a Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven attitude. Remember, Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven is our memory verse from today. Joshua told the people, choose who you will serve, the false gods of the people in the land, or will you serve the Lord? Joshua told the people, but as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. And as soon as he said that, the Israelites, they made a promise to serve the Lord too they promised to serve the one true God. They talked about the great miracles God had done for them in the past, and they promised, we will serve the Lord God. Yes, we will serve the one true God. But Joshua knew the Israelites. He knew them better than they knew themselves. He told them they could not serve the Lord with only like a half commitment, only like An attitude of, yeah, we'll do it sometimes, but maybe not all the time. Joshua knew these people needed to stay committed. But the people again told Joshua, they promised Joshua, we will serve the Lord. And Joshua told them, throw away your idols then. Give yourself completely to the Lord. So the Israelites promised again, we'll serve the Lord our God. We will obey him. Joshua then had died and after joshua died what did the people do they forgot they forgot their promise to god they forgot to serve god and to obey god they did not do it imagine how the people must have felt when god sent his angel to talk to them god sent his angel to talk to the israelites he sure did god reminded the people that he brought them out of egypt and he brought them into the promised land of canaan And God warned them, don't be close friends with people who worship idols. And God said, you have not obeyed my voice. Why have you done this? God told the people of Israel that they were not to become close friends with the Canaanites because the Canaanites did not believe in God. Instead, the Israelites were to defeat the Canaanites and to get rid of them because the Canaanites did very wicked and evil things against God. And why do you think God wanted the Israelites to defeat the people in Canaan? That's because God is omniscient. Omniscient means all-knowing. God knows everything. God is omniscient. He knows every single thing there is to know. God knew that if the people became close friends with the Canaanites, then the Israelites would start to worship the idols too. God knew that. God wanted the Israelites to stay loyal to him. The Israelites were to send the Canaanites out of the land of Canaan. But because the Israelites were not loyal to God, God told the Israelites, that he would not send the Canaanites out of Canaan. Instead, the Canaanites would cause trouble as long as the Israelites lived there. God deserved to have first place with the Israelites, but they were not loyal to God. If you've received Jesus as your Savior, there might be times when you're not loyal to God. When you first believed in Jesus, maybe you wanted to love and serve God with all your heart, but maybe now other people and things have become more important to you. Maybe you would rather play games on the computer or go out with your friends instead of reading your Bible and praying. Or you choose people as your friends who don't believe in Jesus and when you do that, maybe they do things that you know are wrong, and you begin to do those wrong things with them. But what does our memory verse say from today? Remember Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven. It says, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven. If you have received Jesus as your Savior, God wants you to be loyal to him. And that means to give Him first place in your life, to be committed to God and to be dedicated to obeying Him and loving Him. To be loyal means to be true and faithful to one who deserves your love and obedience. And who deserves your love and obedience? It's God. So we need to be loyal to Him if we have believed in Jesus. Who is the one that most deserves your loyalty? It's God. And why does God deserve your loyalty? Well, just think of all the wonderful things he's done for you. I mean, he sent his only begotten son, Jesus, to take the punishment for your sin. God has done so much for me in my life. And I'm sure you can think of ways that God has done things for you in your life. I can think of times in my life where God has protected me from danger or from harm. Yes, I know that God has always been there for me, that He cares for me and He loves me. And I'm sure you can think of examples too, how God has cared for you and loves you. And because of who God is and what He's done for you, He deserves your loyalty. And God deserved to have the Israelites' loyalty too. He deserved to have the first place with the Israelites, but they were not loyal to God. Instead, They ignored God's commandment. They followed their own ways. And now they were hearing what the results of their disobedience would be. And how would you feel if God told you what your punishment would be? Because you broke your promise to him. You'd probably feel a little bit embarrassed, maybe. The Bible says that the people of Israel began to cry and call out to God. And sometimes people cry because they are sad that they disobeyed God. But sometimes people cry because they got caught in doing a wrong thing. The Israelites had chosen to be close friends with the Canaanites who did not believe in God. And the Israelites were warned. They had even made a promise to God that they would not do this. But they chose to do it anyway. They chose to be close friends with the Canaanites who served idols, and they chose to start worshiping and serving those idols instead of the one true God. The Israelites were sad, and they showed it by making a sacrifice to the Lord. Now, let me tell you about a sacrifice. So before Jesus came to this earth, then people had to do sacrifices. People worship God by doing this. It was an animal sacrifice. And when they did this animal sacrifice, it was a reminder that one day in the future at that time, God would send a savior. Now, remember that Israelites lived before Jesus came to the earth. So they had to give animal sacrifices. They put stones together and on top of each other. And then they took the life of a perfect animal, such as a lamb. They killed that animal. This animal could not have any problems, no broken bones. It couldn't be sick. It couldn't have any sores or spots on its skin. It had to be a perfect animal. Sometimes it would be a lamb, and a lamb is a baby sheep. Well, they would do that, and then the blood of the animal was given when it died on the altar. They killed the animal, so the blood would come out, and as the blood was there, it was given. It died on the altar. The Bible says without the giving of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. And of course, the blood of that animal could never take away the sin of the people, but it was to kind of give a cover of their sin for a while. And then the people would have to do a sacrifice later on, soon after that. Sacrifices had to be made again and again to cover the sin of the people. Now, we don't do sacrifices today because when Jesus came to this earth, he died one time for everyone's sin. So, we don't need to do sacrifices because Jesus gave his blood so we could have our sin completely forgiven. However, you know that you and I sin too, and I'm sure you know what sin is. Sin is anything you think, say, or do that displeases God. Maybe you've disobeyed your parents or your teacher. Maybe you've told a lie. Maybe you've taken something that didn't belong to you. All of that are examples of sin. And you do those things because you're born wanting to sin. The Bible says all have sin. And all means all. It even means you and me. All means everybody the Bible also tells us that your sin separates you from God and your sin brings a punishment. And that punishment is to be separated from God forever. Now, we don't offer animal sacrifices for sin today. And I already told you, why not? Because Jesus, God's only begotten son, died one time for everybody's sin. And through Jesus, God the Son, through his blood, You can have your sin forgiven. When Jesus died on the cross, he died one time for all of our sins. The Bible says he offered one sacrifice for sins forever. Yes, Jesus gave his life's blood on the cross so you could be forgiven of your sin and become a child of God. Jesus died, he was buried, he rose again, and today he's alive in heaven. Maybe you will come to God by receiving Jesus and becoming God's child. Jesus died on the cross one time to pay for all of your sins. And he paid not with money, but he paid with his life. The people of Israel had to make sacrifices again and again to cover their sin. Because at that point, Jesus had not come to the earth yet to die for sin one time. The people of Israel promised to obey God, but it wasn't long before they broke their promise. The Israelites disobeyed God by praying to idols. And idols are false gods. The Israelites did not stay loyal to God. And if you're God's child, God wants you to stay loyal to him. God loves you. He wants only what's best for you. Here are some do's and don'ts that will help you learn to stay loyal to God. Do means, you know, what you should do, what you should obey. And don'ts mean, well, do not do it. Let's start with a do. Do stay close to God. The Bible says, cleave unto the Lord your God. Cleave means to be loyal. You can spend time with God each day. You can read the Bible and you can pray. Nothing should be more important than doing that with God each day. Number two is a don't. Don't become close friends with those who don't love God and those who don't serve God. God wants you to choose the right friends. God wants you to stay away from the wrong friends because they might try to get you to do wrong things. The third one is another do. Do what God says in his word. Someone who is loyal will know and desire what to do for whoever they're loyal to. If you are loyal to God, you will obey God. And how do you know what God wants you to do? You read the Bible, God's word, and you find out what God says and what God wants you to do. God wants you to be loyal to him. And if you are God's child, you can be loyal to God and give him first place in your life. But the Israelites did not stay loyal to God. God wanted to bless them with good things, but now they were headed for trouble. God let the people who lived in the land of Canaan, grows strong against the Israelites. And each time the Israelites forgot their promise to God, they experienced defeat, fear, and confusion. Those are three not good things. Every time the Israelites chose to serve idols and false gods, the one true God brought defeat, fear, and confusion to the Israelites. But... Because God loved the Israelites so much, he would send them a judge. And that judge would lead them to victory. Now today, we think of judges like in a courtroom where people go and they have to present their case to the judge. And sometimes people have to pay money and things like that. Well, in the Bible, in the book of Judges, A judge that God would choose would be the person to lead the Israelites to victory. They served as like a military leader. So they would go on and lead the Israelites into battle. They would also serve as a government leader for the people. And they would serve as a spiritual leader for the people. Now, God gave several judges to the Israelites. And sometimes the Israelites listened to those judges and obeyed God. But sometimes the Israelites chose to not listen to the judges. Sometimes they would choose to ignore the judges. The Israelites did promise to love and serve God, but their loyalty never lasted long. So how strong is your loyalty to God? If you're God's child, he wants you to be loyal to him and to give him first place in your life. Will you? Will you read God's word? Will you choose to obey it? will you choose friends who love God too you can ask God for the strength to obey our memory verse from today Matthew 22:37 Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind Matthew 22:37 as you read the Bible and pray each day will you remember to be loyal to God He deserves your loyalty. He's always loyal to you. And he wants you to be loyal to him, to be faithful and true to him. But before you can be loyal to God, before you can be faithful or committed to God, you need to receive Jesus as your savior. God promises in his word, as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. In that verse, sons means boys or girls. You can become part of God's family if you choose to receive Jesus as your Savior. Have you ever done that? Have you received Jesus as your Savior? You can receive him today if you tell God that you sinned. And if you believe Jesus died on the cross and rose again so that your sins could be forgiven. You can become part of God's forever family. He will forgive your sins. He'll make you part of his family, his child. He will become your heavenly father. You can make that decision now. You can tell Jesus something like this if you're ready to make that decision to receive him. Dear Jesus, I have sinned and I am sorry. I believe you died and rose again. I receive you as my savior. Please change me on the inside to live your way. With your help. In Jesus' name, amen. If you truly made that decision to receive Jesus as your Savior, then remember that God wants you to be loyal to Him. And you can begin to be loyal to God by giving Him first place in your life. And that means giving God the most important place in your life, putting Him first above all else, giving Him your time. When you read the Bible and when you pray, that's a way you can be loyal to God. And as you read the Bible, you will see the things that God wants you to do. And you can be loyal to God by obeying those things, by doing those things. And you can begin to love God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. If you would like to read about the Israelites not being loyal to God, then you can read about it in Joshua chapter 24, verses 1 to 30. Joshua is one of the books in the Old Testament part of the Bible. So Joshua 24, verses 1 to 30. And the book of Judges, which is the next book after Joshua, chapter 2, verses 1 to 19. Again, that's Judges, chapter 2, verses 1 to 19. Well, that's all for this time. See you next time. Bye.